0: Welcome to today's episode where the thrilling world of college football meets the practicality of personal finance. Imagine if the strategic genius of Nick Saban, the legendary coach who transformed Alabama's football team into a national powerhouse, could be applied to managing your money. What if the same principles that led to Saban's 17-year reign of success on the field could also guide you to financial victory? Today, we're diving into this fascinating crossover, exploring how lessons from Saban's playbook can be your game plan for financial growth and stability. Whether you're a football enthusiast like myself or a financial novice or someone just looking for a fresh perspective on money management, this episode promises to deliver some unique insights and actionable strategies. So tighten your seatbelts as we kick off a journey to transform your financial game plan from wisdom from the gridiron. Let's dive in. Welcome to the Financial Mirror. Financial Mirror where future success is reflected in our knowledge of fixing the one thing we can control ourselves. Welcome to the Financial Mirror, and thanks for joining me today as we continue to work to improve the one thing we can control ourselves. Here at the Financial Mirror, it is not about the numbers and spreadsheets alone, but about transforming and educating you on money so that you can make smarter financial decisions. this is the first time you are joining in, don't forget to hit subscribe on YouTube to be notified of all the new episodes as they release. If you are listening to this on a podcast platform of your choice, don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast. If you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, leave a five-star review and a written comment as both go a long way in getting this information out to more and more listeners. So, Hopefully, this is probably not the first time you've heard this, uh, but the legendary coach, Nick Saban, has decided to hang up the whistle, take off the straw hat, and give up coaching um, in the most formal way. Um, This is, he announced his retirement. You know, uh, Coach DuBois has now been announced as, you know, coming from Washington. He's going to be the new head coach for the University of Alabama. If you know me, Got my get up on, thought it was just, it was worth it to have the Alabama shirt on for the stream. I've never worn an Alabama shirt during a stream. So first one. Uh, but the biggest thing that I, I wanted to to say was, you know, is, is how much I, I, I enjoyed. It. I was talking to my wife and I was like, wow, like Nick Saban has literally been a, a very, you know, a, a very prominent point in my life. Just kind of being a huge Alabama fan, you know, graduating from the university of Alabama, all of these things. It's just, it's been, it's been miraculous. Uh, So kind of hearing that announcement, I did not cry. She's, she actually told me today, I still am waiting for you to cry and I'm not going to cry. But I will say this, like it's one of those things, kind of like a new leaf is turned and we will see what the next year holds. But I thought kind of in in thinking through that, you know, I've I've seen uh multiple different episodes kind of just trying to keep up with all the different commotion that that this has caused throughout college football, but specifically at the university, kind of thinking through and seeing some of the greatest like interviews from Nick Saban. And during that, I, I pulled away some kind of lessons, some of these lessons, and I've got six lessons that I, I heard uh, listening to those greatest moments from Nick Saban, and I thought, what better way to show you like how impactful Nick Saban was for the people that he kind of was a role model for, that he was that uh, that influential figure for in in the sport, but to apply that to your personal finances, like these are like true life lessons uh, that he was teaching and he probably, you know, taught it. I've, I've never, I've never met Nick Saban. Uh, personally, I, I've, I've been uh, in very close proximity to, to him for, a, um, um, an event that I was at and, and, but, you know, never had to formally meet him. And if, if there was one thing that I, I bet you that, that he would say is that if you'll stick to the, these, these are, these are football principles. Uh, they work on the field, they work on the gridiron, but these apply to life. They apply to life. And so when we go through these six, I wanted to just cover six lessons that you can really take away from from Coach Saban. Um, apply to your life and improve your finances. So it was kind of just a little a nice little tie-in, uh, kind of in this historic moment. Um, but I kind of I kind of want to set the stage first. I want to set the stage because I want you to think about your life. Um if you're a college football enthusiast, this will resonate with you. If you're not, you may you may not kind of understand this point, but I think you'll still get the gist of it. But I want you to think about your life. I want you to think about how in life we have setbacks. We have setbacks across the board, whether it's job loss, whether it's this overwhelming debt or piling up of bills that just never seem to end. This can make you kind of feel like you're in the middle of a football game. Your team is down by seven points and you need a score in overtime to go to the national championship. There's a lot of pressure right there. There's a lot of pressure. Uh, Your center has not really snapped the ball that well all game and you are Scared, right? Things around you are not going. So this all happened, right? This was this was just a few weeks back on New Year's Day. Uh, Alabama was going against Michigan, down seven in the first overtime, and they happened to lose, right? They happened to lose. Um, but this situation happened in this very memorial game, uh, uh, memorial, uh, memorial game with Nick Saban and his team. Like, if you really, if you watch that game, or if you even like keep up with that game, if you look back and you think through. The first half was very, very much in favor of Michigan, which Alabama's playing with Michigan for this for this first round of the college football playoffs. First half was like super Michigan focused, right? And then, like out of nowhere, in the second half, Alabama comes out and they're they're ready to play football now, right? Uh, all season, I guess, we're kind of where a second half season. However, kind of sticking to this concept is like life, like in the moment, like. Could go bad, like it could be looking bad, like Alabama in the first half, just you know, hard to watch. But they could have, you know, thrown in the towel at halftime, like you know what, Coach Coach Saban, like we're 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 just not really cut out for this, right? Like we're just not here. We just didn't feel I didn't feel good today, so I didn't, we're not playing well. Uh, it's it's, it's uh, Seth's fault, you know, Seth McLaughlin, he he's terrible at snapping the ball to Jalen Milrow. It's his fault. So you know, oh well, like you could have blamed anybody could have blamed anybody, but they didn't. They, they took a little bit of ownership in themselves and they decided, you know what, let's go out and play in the second half. And they did. Uh, but you can take those and apply those same principles of resilience and strategic planning to your financial dilemmas, right? This could come from, you know, your budget. This could come from uh, cutting back on non-essentials to looking for different ways to invest and diversify income. But like a coach, it involves strategy, it involves you know determining those strategies, and more importantly, it involves resilience and bouncing back, even when it, the, the first half didn't go the way you wanted it. Even when you're in the second half and you got to put a little bit more effort into it to achieve what you're trying to achieve, it can be done. So today I want to utilize those lessons, all those lessons I've learned or you know, or learned that, that I've heard him speak through years and years of interviews kind of going over some of his greatest interviews uh, that he's had. I want to talk about some of those lessons that Nick Saban has preached to his players year in and year out to really build what became the I mean, it was the example of college football for for almost two decades, right? So I want to go over those. I think that they're impactful I think if you apply these to your life, um, it goes much further than just Nick Saban, right? Nick Saban is an influential and and great figure uh, and model to look up to, but what the lessons he taught, it, it's truly applicable to your financial life. So the first lesson that he talks about is building a strong foundation, right? And so the first thing I want to talk about is kind of building that strong financial foundation. And, and when it comes to that, it's really broken down to three parts. You've got Budgeting and saving, which you know, I've talked about this time in and time out. But budgeting is the foundation of your finances. If you're not budgeting, and I'm not talking about like trying to come up with things in your head to think about, like yeah, 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 I know how much I spend in that. If I can't, if I can't ask you how much did you spend in groceries last month, and you have somewhere to go and look and physically tell me how much you spent, you don't really know. You might have a general idea, but you don't really know. But that's so important because much like coach would plan for a game, he didn't just show up and be like, yeah, I think I think they they run the ball like 30 percent of the time. I think so. But I don't know. I didn't really check. Right. I didn't track it. I didn't look at it. Right. Game plan's totally off. Like your game plan is totally off if you don't understand that. So budgeting is so, so important so, so important. And, 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 you know, coach Saban emphasized the the very basics in football and and training and just do the basic things, right? You have to do that for yourself in your financial life. You got to do the basics. You got to do budgeting is the basics of personal finance. If you're not budgeting, you kind of, you don't even need to worry about investing. You don't need to worry about anything else. You just need a budget. The second thing for kind of building that strong financial foundation is emergency funds. You know, I, Coach Saban, and when we look back at that Michigan game, there was a plan in the first half to go out and execute this plan, right? And what if Coach would win went halftime and said, guys, I only planned for the one thing. I thought Michigan was going to do this, right? I thought they were going to do this, and, and they didn't do that, right? That's a big deal. If Coach only planned for one thing, no contingencies, there's a problem, right? But he didn't do that because it came out in the second half and they look like a totally different team. Now you could say that he just gave a really impactful, powerful, motivational speech, but the the whole game plan changed if you, if you really understand it. So if you look at that emergency funds, is that contingency? Is that contingency for give you something to go to When option A doesn't work out, like I'm just going to try to build my budget and and get all these things together. When that doesn't work out and you have this unforeseen financial circumstance that happens, you need the contingency. And that emergency fund is going to be that contingency. It's going to be the thing that you can rely on, right? And then the other one is in that financial foundation is understanding what compound interest is and how it's beneficial, right? Because the principle of compound interest works in finances, Similar to how there's like incremental improvements in a team can lead to significant long-term success, that is how compound interest can work. Like it's not going to be that you're going to go from like from nothing from nothing to something very very quickly. There's going to be this incremental change, this incremental improvement that happens, and when you can focus on that in the long term, you will reap the benefits. You'll read the message. So understand compound interest and, and and know that it's it's working for you. Lesson number two, uh, and it's probably something that Coach Saban was so so great at was kind of the recruitment, right? He he was a top recruiter. He recruited some of the top college football recruiting classes year after year. If he wasn't number one, he was number two, right? Year after year is nuts. It was nuts. It was hard to get your hands around that people were like, so willing to come and just wanted to play for coach. So I want you to think about that. Like he didn't go and talk to every single player the exact same way, right? He kind of diversified his conversations. He talked to this player because this player, he knew this player kind of needed one to hear something about, you know, maybe winning a championship. One wanted to hear about the growth and development opportunities. One wanted to hear how their, how a coach going to help him get to the next level. Like depending on what the, the he, he kind of built that relationship and understood the player. That's how he diversified his conversations and your your income and your wealth needs to be diversified as well. So that's kind of that recruitment, those investment strategies and really investing in relationships, investing in those recruits is how he profited. You've got to diversify and invest in different vehicles to get your, to get that growth, right? To get that improvement. Now, the other thing that when you think about his recruitment was, he got five-star after five-star after five-star. But does that mean that every single five-star was going to start the next year? No. He was long-term planning. He was thinking about how is how can I build a program for the long haul? We would, see, we would see freshmen come in, and they may not play for a year, maybe two years. But it was all about that incremental improvement, getting these guys to where they needed to be so they could prosper. And that's what kind of he, – he talked so much about it, but that recruitment that he did – that that was in like that investment into those players to see kind of like this isn't just for next year this is for the next four years uh my wife actually she was talking to me and she was like you know there was like this like thing she saw where if you if you committed and you played for nick saban for four years you played for a national championship if you look back at his 17 year career it, at alabama if you played for him for four years you played for a national championship so we were playing for national championship at least every four years, right? Sometimes back to back years, right? So long-term planning, long-term planning is what he was about. And that's what I I want you to keep in mind when you're thinking about your personal finances. I don't want you to just think about like, I'm making this decision and I'm going to see rewards next month. That's not at all the case. It might take two years. It might take five years to really see the, the fruit of that labor, but it will pay off. The third lesson that he really talked about was just that adaptability. You got to be adaptable. You got to deal with volatility. So, you know, in the, fi- in the financial market, we know we've seen the past few years has been highly volatile, um, in the markets. And, and I think that that's a, a lesson and there's a lot that can be learned from that, but that, that same adaptability applies to your life. And, in. And that was something that, you know, we saw kind of through the years. uh, There's an expectation in Alabama that you're just going to be a champion every year. And, you know, no matter how bad it got sometimes, and it never was terrible, right? Like the fan base got to where if you lost one game or if you were, if the other team went up on you seven points, like it was a problem, but a little obnoxious. However, being able to kind of deal with those small setbacks, being resilient, is what coach continue to preach into the players, right? Just keep, keep bouncing back, keep doing what you can do that next play. And that's how we have to deal with this. We have to be adaptable. We have to deal with what can I do next? That's going to pay off in the long run. I'm going to have setbacks, but I've got to overcome those. And I've got to bounce back from them one step at a time. So if you can think about how uh, I, I'll think back to the, uh, game of the century. I forgot what year that was when we played LSU and they beat us. Nobody could score a touchdown. It was just a bunch of field goals and they beat us. Uh, this hat, this would have had to have been around 2012 ish time frame, maybe 2011. I think it was 2012 though. Um, but around that time frame, and we had this game of the century, LSU came to Tuscaloosa, they beat us. And and then we went on to play them in the BCS championship game and we beat them. How do you think those players felt? Right. They had just lost to this team like earlier in the season and now they're playing for it when it all matters. they had to be fairly resilient. And that's how you have to feel with your finances. You've got to be resilient. You've got to bounce back. You've got to think about I need to take one step forward and improve because that's what my finances are benefiting on. Not benefiting on where they were yesterday, but where they're going to be tomorrow. The, the fourth lesson I wanted to hit was kind of that discipline and consistency. Coach Saban consistently kind of preached discipline, like being disciplined on the play, doing, doing, you know, kind of being in the moment right there in the moment of the play, not jumping all sides, not getting the false start, not you know, this, you know, having 12 men on the field, like being disciplined, right? Being disciplined. That was something he preached continuously. And I look at that and I'm like, wow, that is, that's not just practical to finance. It's just practical to life. Like discipline is so, so important, but even more is consistency and being consistently disciplined, right? That's a huge financial habit. So when we think about things like savings, right? Consistency in saving is so important. So important. If you will be consistent, I don't care if you're saving $5 a month, if you'll do that every single month, you will reap the benefits, right? If you will avoid debt, there's lessons to be learned from that. If you will avoid debt and be disciplined and not taking on debt, you will avoid huge financial pitfalls. And if you will consistently invest, Going back to our compound interest, you will reap the rewards. So consistent discipline through savings, through avoiding debt, and through investing, that's how you're successful. Take that lesson from Coach Saban and apply it to every part of your life. Be consistently disciplined at what it is you're working on. If it's financial related, cool. If it's career related, cool if it's relation relationship related cool but be consistently disciplined it'll pay off the fifth lesson that i wanted to touch on was leadership and financial management and this is an interesting one because um he talks so much about like just leadership like leaders stepping up on the team certain players be one could be a freshman and have the loudest voice in the room, the most commanding voice in the room, and everybody stops and listens when they speak. So important. But the thing is, is that sometimes when we look at it and we look at leadership and we look at, you know, kind of that management portion, sometimes we don't have all the answers. We need someone to guide us. We need someone to direct us. And so I think when we think personal finance and we think kind of that leadership in financial management and really having a good grasp of, um, understanding that component. I think mentorship and learning is vital, right? Finding someone that can help mentor and hold you accountable and help you learn personal finances. If that's not something you've been taught, you've got to learn it on your own. And that can be through tons and tons of free resources or looking for a mentor to help or maybe even seeking financial, professional financial advice whenever you need to. Maybe that's through a financial advisor or financial coach, anything of that nature. The thing about it, and this is the part, like I do financial coaching and, and, you know, this isn't a plug for myself. This is just a plug for in general. The thing about a coach, the thing about a trainer, personal trainers, put that into that concept. Think about a coach saving somebody on the field. The thing is, is that they're not there like coach Saban for instance he he teaches day in and day out how to how to how to play you know defensive back how to read this coverage how to react to the ball how to watch the eyes like all these things he teaches it but does he go out and execute it in the moment no he relies on you to execute it he relied on the player to execute it when you think of a financial coach i want you to think of someone similar they can teach you. They're going to walk with you. I will walk with you, get you everything you didn't know. And then you're going out and executing. Right. And when you learn, when you grow and you get better at it, you don't need a coach. You don't need someone to be there. Like coach Saban, he's probably got mentors in his ear all the time. He probably has people he piggybacks ideas off of all the time. And you should continue to do that. But coach Saban, he does not need someone teaching him how to coach. Like he's been there, he's done that, and now he can coach others. Eventually you're gonna lose your coach and you can you can be there to coach others. But that's the part I like to tell people is that a personal trainer is not meant to be your forever trainer. Right? The goal is that to get you to a certain point and then you're you're on your own. We can cut the cut the training wheels off, let you go freely. But that's the biggest part about that, is is that understanding that that it's it's very much a a game of inches and you've got to figure out your weaknesses, fix those and execute on your strengths and make your weaknesses not as weak. I'm not saying they're going to eventually be strengths, but they they probably will be over time. But just finding mentors, finding leaders, finding accountable partners, finding just people to work with to improve your personal finances will take you to endless amounts of possibilities. And the last lesson that I wanted to talk about was kind of long-term vision. We think about retirement planning. We think about achieving financial goals, setting them and achieving them. And I want to encourage you that you have to, you have to plan for these type of long-term deals. And I, I talked last week about kind of the short-term and medium-term goals. And if you, you missed that, go back and watch last week, kind of how to start this year off right and, and around like, um, short-term and medium-term goals. But for this one, I want to be very specific, that you need long-term goals. You do. And you need to set them and achieve them. They just take longer to achieve. I don't know what Coach Saban's goals were when he got to Alabama, you know, 17 years ago. But what I do know is that goals that he had set when he arrived probably took him five to 10 years to accomplish, right? He probably set out to achieve a few short-term goals and medium-term goals. And ultimately those were focused around a long-term goal. And maybe it was to build Alabama into what it is today. Maybe that was a goal and he accomplished it, you know, exceeded it even. But that's not the point. The point is that he had a goal and so many people are not planning for retirement. They're just letting it show up at their door. Like, yep, time to retire. I am quite sure that if you could put some thought around it, it will be wildly, wildly, wildly contagious of those around you. People around you will start setting those type of goals. People around you will start looking at the bigger picture. But it's very important to first surround yourself, but to, to set and achieve your own financial goals. Uh, And if you'll do that, set clear goals, move forward. That's a huge life lesson that you can take from the great coach Saban. So hope you got something out of this episode. Uh, I didn't intend for it to be a really long episode. I didn't really intend for it to go crazy. Um, I just kind of wanted to give you some thoughts, some ideas, some, some things to think about because coach Saban is going to be missed in college football. He is. He'll be missed in college football. Coach DeBoer, I'm sure, will come in and do great things at Alabama. Um, but it's it's just it's just the it's the lessons that you can take from people that's so impactful, right? Like we could let a day go by and not think two things of it, but like, yep, yeah, I hate to lose such a great legend in college football, but uh, oh well, moving on to the next. But I, I couldn't do that. I listened to you know, kind of just like I said at the beginning, Coach Saban was a, a, a not influential part of my life as much as it's just kind of always there like year after year I watch college football every Saturday and there he was on the sideline and every every night after the game afternoon after the game I'm watching his press conference like just hearing what he's got to say and you know it's it's just it's just to see that kind of go away is is crazy it's, it is nuts to, to see uh, kind of think about but there's so many lessons that could be taken from Coach Saban. And I just wanted to take a moment to kind of run through a couple that I, I I noted, uh, listening to some of those greatest, greatest press conferences, greatest, you know, interviews that he he sat through and 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 uh executed on and just thought what a what a time, what a time to to talk about how these are not like football lessons. They're life lessons. Even more importantly for the financial mirror, they're financial lessons. And if you'll commit those to your life you'll be thankful for it. You'll be thankful for it. So no matter how much you, if you are a college football fan, you know, a lot of the country respects, but hates, you know, Alabama as a, as a team, they, cause they were consistently at the top and can make it, um, less fun for others, you know, but the thing about it is that regardless of how you feel about a health football and, uh, regardless how you feel, like it doesn't matter, like, Take these lessons that are, are that Coach Saban talked about and apply them to your life. You will be thankful for it. You will be thankful for it. So, hope you enjoyed that. Hope that you got something out of it. Uh, if at any point during that you're like, "Man, like I want to apply these and I want to get ahead of my finances. I want to make sure I'm on the right path," head over to thefinancialmirror.org. Hit book now in the middle of the screen and go ahead and schedule your free consultation with me today. That is a no cost way for you just to have a conversation with me and let's see if a financial coach is right for you. And if it is, we'll put you on a package that'll set you up for uh, getting you what you need to go off and be successful. Like I said, it's isn't a long-term commitment, but let's figure out how long is it going to take to kind of get a plan put together for you, a specific and personalized uh, curated plan for you so you can go be successful. If you do want to give extra dose of support to the stream, head over to thefinancialmirror.org forward slash shop, pick you up some awesome financial mirror gear. I truly appreciate everyone tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe, like, comment, and share this episode with others. Uh, And if you are a listener on a podcast platform of your choice, go leave that five-star review and a rate comment. It goes a long way in getting this information out to more listeners. telling you, apply these lessons to your life, apply them to your finances You will be thankful for it till next week, continue improving the one thing you can control yourself. Peace. Well, that wraps up today's financial mirror. Join us next week as we continue to work on ourselves, change our mentality, and to commit to achieving the success we always envisioned. Regardless of your platform, help us grow as a community. Please like, subscribe, and share with the people in your lives.